0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Stegman, and with me, as always, is my best pal, Noel Schmidt. That's right. We host a show called High Spirits, in which we talk about ghosts, and we drink alcohol. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, Noel, what is it that you are uh, drinking this evening? Uh, tonight, I'm drinking Zesto's Garnasha. Nice. Zesto's. There's some ladies carrying some grapes on their backs. Yes. Zesto's. It'll, you'll work for it. Ha, <laughs> ha, yes I that looks heavy and they look like peasants they so. do they do they're gonna go stomp some grapes I, I bought this purely for the label which is often how I buy by wine as we all know but I was like that's intense. like it's it's a lot of detail there's a lot of detail for that label yeah I don't normally drink uh, the garnashes because sometimes they're a little too too light. Sure, or too like grapefruity to me. But I was like, I really like that label, and it's on sale at the Binnie's. I'm going for it. Hey, a sale! <laughs> I can't s- say no, right, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. I am drinking what is called Anti Hero uh, by one of my favorite breweries, Revolution. Revolution, thanks for supporting the show in your own special way. I mean. <laughs> In the way that we support you by buying your products, yeah, I have no, I have no idea, honestly, off the top of my head, how many episodes we've done of this program, but I would guesstimate maybe seventy percent of my drinking has been provided by Revolution. I would agree. Uh, we have done this is our 79th episode. No, yeah, seventy nine. That's crazy. Yeah. Huh. Um, I would. Seventy ninth birthday. Thank you, and to you. <laughs> thank you. We did it. Yeah, you don't, you don't look a day over 32. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. Yes. That's very nice. I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I was 32. I was just about to say that, and I was like, <laughs> wait for it. She'll say it. I, I guarantee. I read your mind, MoFo. How are you? How um, are things? Uh, things are good. Oh. Um, yeah, it's been a really busy summer. Yes. Yeah. Um, you all know, we, we just came back with another episode, but we were on a hiatus. Yes. An unannounced hiatus, so thanks for sticking with us. So, so sorry. Uh, but yeah, we've been busy bees. Yeah, we've had a lot to do. Um, it's hot in the city of Chicago. Oh my God. Miserably hot. Yeah. I was in a in a lift <laughs> recently. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in my mind, can I just, can I just mm-hmm. like, uh, put a Oh, by this? I'm like, Jesus Christ, you still doing this one? I mean, Once, I know it just happened yesterday, but... <laughs> I'm still very upset about it. You gave, like, a 50-minute monologue about it. Once you saw me, because I thought well, it was... But because you also texted me, like, five times that I it was happening. I was not, like, non. It was you and another friend of mine <laughs> that I was texting quite a bit, and I was like, seriously, fuck this guy. The the Lyft driver did not have air conditioning in his car, which I think should be illegal, um, and I, I left a review. I never do this, but I was so upset. I thought I was going to be sick at one point because it was so hot in there. Also, I thought his car was going to fall apart. Yeah. It was like a little hatchback and it was like really rickety. Yeah. And, and you so, the like, motion. I, I was like, at one point I was like, pull over. I'm going to die. I get the motion sickness too. It was miserable. So I left a review that just basically said, no AC question mark <laughs> <laughs> on a ninety plus degree day? Yeah, Uncomfortable was not and miserable. It was horrible. An easy day here. I was not too happy. I'm also a so Megan and I booty. went to uh, Mariano's and had a uh, uh, happy hour oysters. Yes, and I met you there. Yeah. I don't eat the oysters. You I didn't even have to look at them because we were finished I, no, by the time you got yeah, there. Yeah, it was great. And I came in all sweaty and gross, and I was like, "Let me tell you about this." And you're <laughs> like, "No, thank you." I saw it all in text. Yeah. I mean, I was like, cool. Here's what I'll do. I'll give you 45 minutes to talk about it. And thank you. You're welcome. And I'm glad that you got to tell the people of America. So here's the deal. Anyone in the Lyft Uber community who's listening, come on, you guys, like we should, we're paying for your service. We should be comfortable. I get that I'm a big baby with the heat, but I was, like, breathing in humidity. And it I, was – yesterday was a special – It was oppressive. Heat day. And uh, not cool. Not cool. I still tipped the man because I am weird,
1: and no, he provided you would, me a you service. I am this
0: conversation. I'm not, I'm not going to say in what context, but when I had a very terrible experience, and uh, I was like, well, I'm still going to tip you because you did the work. Exactly, and that's because, how Because, I, I mean, I feel like – if somebody, I don't, I don't want to sound like a proletariat, but like if somebody does um, a, a ton of manual labor, even though okay. it's not what you expected and, and honestly they did a terrible job, it's like yeah. you did the work. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, and that's exactly how I felt. So I felt really weird about that exchange too. And I, cause that guy was, you were with me and that guy was like, oh no, you don't have to tip. I'm like, yeah, I do. Of course I do. Like maybe not you, but these other people. Right. Anyway, yeah. that was very oblique, but it was a 4 men kind of kind of situation, and he had these two men working for him, and they just, they were working their asses off, and he was just being a stupid dick. Not cool, man. Not cool. That's right. Yeah. So there were a lot of heavy sighs from the back seat <sighs> from me. Yeah. Like that. Uh, a lot of, <sighs> and then boop, beep, boop, boop, text Jay. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, my favorite thing, uh, when you showed up, he was like, you will not believe what happened to me, and I was like... I <laughs> I do it's all here I have all the written <laughs> 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 communication <I'm laughs> and then the yeah. bartender at Mar- Mariano's was so busy and I was she like was busy. I just need a drink and she kept walking by me and I was like please can I just I've just been in a sweat box for 30 minutes mm-hmm. you got a drink though right? I did I did, did she you was, spill it? Uh, uh, I did not <laughs> <laughs> <So you wouldn't laughs> thanks the, for you to tell the people about uh, the spilling. So here's the deal. Um, as we know, we leave Jay to the beer drinking. I don't really drink a lot of beer, and I had some beer last week more more than I should have. I think you had what one what one would consider maybe a pony keg. <laughs> <laughs> so I meet Noel after a series of texts at this beer stube, which uh, shall remain nameless. I walk in and I like sit down and I'm. Sitting so across from Nawal, and I kind of wink at her because I'm thinking, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and and we were only a quarter of the way through the night. No, oh my God. Uh, so you you had you had the wink and a glimmer in your eye of that of a very happy leprechaun. <laughs> Game on. So I had some beer, and I spilled two drinks that night. Yes. There's one bar that I probably shouldn't go back to. Yes. When, when I basically, <laughs> quick story, I know we have to talk about ghosts in a second here, but quick story. So I walk into this bar and uh, as I'm going up to the bar, Noel Noelle screams at me, I'll have a Maker's and Diet on you. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. So I open up a tab and um, I'm like, yeah, I'll have whatever I want and I'll have a, a Maker's and Diet Or the person who basically told me to buy them a drink. And the bartender says, very lovely, we are out of Makers. And so I very loudly said, I'll have a Makers and the shittiest whiskey you have. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that, my friends, uh, that infamous drink um, got handed off to my dear friend, Noel Schmidt. And approximately 30 seconds later, she dropped the whole drink on the floor. Well, here's the thing. To which I need to clap really quickly. <laughs> I'll have none of this. I only drink the finest of whiskeys. It was so funny. I, as, as Jay's pointed out uh, before, I'm quite animated when I talk. And mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it I... It was just a gesture gone wild. Just, like, moved my hand. And it was like, I have saw it happen in slow motion. I did too. And the, the greatest thing with both of the spillages was that no glass was broken. No. the glass You just, were like Spider-Man with the glass. And the glass just tipped over and the liquid just poured down on the table. And the bartender, who was the best, came like to my rescue immediately and she was like, here's a brand new drink. Yeah. And I was like, cool, thank you. You weren't even chastised. You just got a brand new drink. <laughs> At the next place, when I, uh, <laughs> uh, I I... I barely remember this part. This is so embarrassing. Apparently, we were leaving and I set the... So somebody bought me a beer when I already had a drink, and I kept protesting that I didn't want the beer. Uh, but I ended up with two drinks. Um, I, so I set the beer down at the bar, but I set it on like the slanty part, like in the edge, <laughs> the bumper, and it just like slid down. Oh. But it didn't break; it just like foamed up. And I apparently I kept just walking. You didn't stop. I did not stop at all. Was that at ten cap? Yes. Thank you, Tech Cat, for sponsoring High Spirits. Thanks, Chicago. Cat, and I really appreciate it. Real sorry. Real. real. <laughs> I don't know why all the other bars needed to be, remain anonymous, but, <laughs> but I- that one we're going to call it out. Yeah, that's a really good bar. It is. I don't think I should go back for a while. No, I think you are on a moratorium. Uh, yeah. So no, it, we had a really good night, and then I met. Um, then I went, kept going out, and met uh, some friends of a friend who I actually said to them. <laughs> They're like, it's so great to finally meet you. And I was like, you know, now it's not the best time to be meeting me. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to pretend like tonight never happened and we'll do this again. Yeah, you're going to have to get a redo out of you. <laughs> I'm really sorry you're meeting me this way. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. So, um, that's enough about the spillage. <laughs> it was just a lot of spilling. <laughs> well, I'm... Naturally a clumsy person and yes, that normally true. do spill what completely sober. Oh yeah. I was just having I'm just glad you didn't like like step down, roll your ankle and like it's really a freaking miracle that didn't happen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as my mom would say, I was just having a really good time. Oh yeah, you were. I was having the best time. Yeah. You were killing it. It was a long week. I had some friends in from out of town. It was a long week. Yeah. Took a nap. I need I need to nap for like four days. Yeah. As I drink my drink now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. anyway. Let's talk about your vote. Should I tell you a story? Yeah, I'd love it. Okay. Great. As usual, just so you guys know, if you haven't listened to this program before, um, Noelle and I don't share in advance what we're going to um, talk about, so I have no idea. Well, you, my friend, Jay, yeah. are in for a treat. Okay. Uh, I would like to talk to you about Bobby Mackey's Music World, also <laughs> known as... The most haunted nightclub in America. Oh my God! <laughs> uh, Bobby Mackey's Music World. Where is this? Let me tell you. Oh, okay. it's a nightclub in Honky Tonk, located in Wilder, Kentucky. Oh my! And it's owned by the country singer Bobby Mackey. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, in the 1850s, it was constructed in the 1850s and was a slaughterhouse. Oh, gross! Yeah, it was one of the largest packing houses in the region for many years. There was a well that was dug in the basement. You want to guess what that was for? Blood. Yep. No. To drain the blood and refuse from animals. Ugh. Why would they call it's, it a well and not a drain? So, so I don't know, but that's <laughs> that's what they called it. Neither then. here nor there. Yeah, uh, that's actually all that remains of the slaughterhouse. So, this is the well of blood? Is the, the, the well, yeah. Um, the Slaughterhouse was closed in the early 1890s. Okay. Uh, so, now, after it was closed, it was rumored that uh, the basement became a ritual site for... Stop. Occultists. Oh. Which was comprised a, of a small group of locals. Wait, in the 1890s? Yeah. That's a little early. I know. Good for them. Kentucky, well done. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead. I'm just gonna buy the ticket, I'm gonna take the ride, and I'm not gonna say shit about it. So tell me all about Satanism. You're gonna like this.
1: <laughs> I say I
0: as I, uh, uh you you're all just listening to this, but I literally clamped my hand over my mouth so I could so I could listen and not comment. You say that now, but we're at thirteen minutes and twenty-two <laughs> seconds. We'll see when you chime in again. Um <laughs> Challenge accepted. (laughs) Uh, So the group was comprised of a small group of locals. Um, They used the well to hide small animals that were used for rituals and butchered during ceremonies, like you do. Uh, In 1896, uh, the occult group was exposed during a a famous Kentucky murder trial. Now, the murder trial was so popular... That they sold tickets to it and 5,000 people stood outside the courthouse. That's a place in Newport, Kentucky. That's amazing. You want to hear about the murder? Yeah, oh, please. Okay. If you expected to no, know right then, you don't know me at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's really terrible. Yes, please. Um, Pearl Bryan was the youngest daughter of a wealthy family in Greencastle, Indiana. So, uh, Wilder, Kentucky, where this all is, is northern Kentucky, which is borders uh, Indiana and Ohio, so pretty close to southern Indiana and Cincinnati. Um, Pearl was the youngest of 12. By the age of 22, she was very popular in the area, had a lot of suitors, um, and uh, kind of just uh, everybody really liked her. Um, Her cousin, William Wood, introduced her to his friend, Scott Jackson, who he had met in college. Scott Jackson was attending the Ohio School of Dental Surgery in Cincinnati. Um, He was also from a wealthy family. And because of that, he was accepted as a proper suitor into Pearl's family and, like, the the right guy to date her. Um, And then Pearl got pregnant. Oh... What's that dude's name, Scott? Scott Jackson. Ugh. So, she turned to her cousin, William Wood, who told Jackson, and they made arrangements for her to have an abortion in Cincinnati. Okay. So, again, keep in mind, this is the 1890s. Sure. Um, It was the first abortion known to man. Correct. Just kidding. Not to be too political, but, like, you know. Yeah. Sometimes women need... Encouragement, support, <laughs> yes. But sometimes I need um uh, medical. They need yes procedures Correct. that will help them in life. Agreed. Um, on February first. Let me guess. Some fucking fucker got crazy on her. We are at sixteen eleven. Okay, all right. <laughs> Three minutes, everybody. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get even more upset. Well, so no, I can't hold on to your. Hold on to your hats. Pearl. <laughs> I can't. On February 1st, 1896, Pearl was five months pregnant. She oh, told her parents she was... Late for an abortion. It's very late. She must have been the small lady. Yeah. She, uh, she told her parents she was going to Indianapolis. Instead, she met with Jackson and his roommate, Alonzo Walling. Turns out that Jackson was the one that was going to be performing the abortion. Her Her boyfriend. The dentist? Yes. It also turns out he was not as capable as expected in his medical skills. Stir. Mm hmm. So, first, they attempted to induce an abortion using cocaine. What? Uh, which they determined because it was found in her sy- system during the autopsy. And then uh, they tried to use dental tools. Uh, no. I was just at the dentist. And let me say. <laughs> Okay. Ouch. Like, why? Those tools are so precise. Like, the, the, that's awful. That's just that poor, poor girl. Yeah. That's awful. Because there's probably no anesthetic. There's no... Well, there's at least cocaine. Yeah. Oh, God. So, after an hour, they left with a bleeding and frightened pearl and went over the Ohio River into Kentucky. Did they think they, like, mission accomplished? Or did no. they... Oh, oh, no skis. They're going to like try to hire or whatever. So, well, she's still, yeah. So Jackson took them to a secluded spot near Fort Thomas in Kentucky, um, where he murdered Pearl with dental instruments by severing, severing her head from her body. The fuck with this guy and dental instruments? It's all he knows. He's a dentist (laughs) in training. Um, God, like how horrifying. Those are so small. Yeah. Can you imagine severing a head with a dental like yeah. with dental equipment? No. Like be humane. I mean, like, listen, I'm not advocating murder, but shoot someone or like get a saw. Do not sever someone's head with a fucking It's basically like a scalpel, like a small little Yeah, just like ew, ew. Oh, like it must have taken forever. Horrible. Well, they also believed that she was alive during the decapitation because Of course she was. There was blood found on leaves nearby, so it hadn't like quagged oh. like that poor, poor girl. Like God damn it. Ugh. Just disgusting. Just absolutely disgusting. It gets worse. I actually wrote that in my notes. It gets worse. Okay. Pearl's body was found 200 feet from the Alexandria Turnpike and less than two miles from the slaughterhouse. Her head was nowhere to be found. What? She was identified by her shoes because they bore the imprint of Lewis and Hayes, a Greencastle shoe company, who confirmed that the shoes had been bought by her. The trial began in 1897. Uh oh, okay. All right, I'm not doing well. It's disgusting. It's so. I told you it was gruesome. <clears throat> All right. Um, Do they ever find the head? Stand by. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you. So Walling claimed that it was Jackson's idea to cut Pearl's body up and distribute into Cincinnati sewers. But it uh, turns out only her head was taken because they obviously found the body. Um, allegedly, Jackson had other uses for the head. Um, what? Her, her blonde hair was later found in a valise in Jackson's room, so like a, a travel bag. At a showcase. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are the uses of a human head? Stay tuned. (laughs) Edge of your seat. William Wood was arrested as an accomplice. He's her cousin, you remember? Yeah. But the charges were later, uh, they were later dropped when he agreed to testify against the other two men. Both men were offered life sentences if they would reveal the location of Pearl's head, but they both refused. They were found guilty and sentenced to death. They went to the gallows behind the courthouse in Newport on March 21st, 1897. Here's a fun fact. I wrote fun question mark fact. It was the last public hanging in Campbell County. Oh, that is fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Satan. (laughs) Wait, is that it? We don't know about the head? We don't know about... Pearl's head was never found. Oh. But it was rumored to have been used in satanic rituals and was then dumped in the well of blood where it was lost. Stories were told that Jackson and Walling were fearful of suffering Satan's wrath if they revealed the location of the head. Because here's the thing. What we didn't know and what Pearl didn't know was that Jackson was an alleged member of the occult group that met at the slaughterhouse. Okay. I love that sentence. Yeah, I, I, don't, know to, I don't know what to add to that. Um, I, didn't, I just said that. It's not even written here. No, uh, it, like like... <laughs> did, did they did they think that at the time, or is this just like horseshit that people created like a hundred years later? They thought this at the time. Fascinating. Which is why they think they took him, or he he went there, like to that area. Oh. Okay. Uh, during his execution, a reporter stated that Walling threatened to come back and haunt the area. <laughs> a, few, a few days later. The reporter in the Kentucky Post wrote that an evil eye had fallen on many met people that had connections to Pearl Bryan. Rumor has it that many police officers and lawyers involved with the case had bat- bad luck or met with tragic deaths. <laughs> okay. So, uh the slaughterhouse um was torn down after the trial and then a roadhouse yeah roadhouse was resurrected on its site in 1920s it became a speakeasy and a place to gamble hell yeah and then uh local lore states that a number of murders happened on the land at the time i actually didn't dive into that so much what because there's you were known to not leave any murders unturned i know i know well there's too much there i'm gonna talk about some more but i didn't like look into any past what I what I have here yeah yeah. no I'm with you I'm just saying so roadhouse turns into a nightclub (laughs) pause for drink I have a very uh uh bitchy thing (laughs) that I might add how a roadhouse in rural Kentucky turns into a nightclub seems it's a big difference One one Patrick Swayze is the bouncer. Yeah, the other one. It's like Studio 54. Yeah, (laughs) it's run by gangsters, right? David Bowie is blowing McJagger. So do you guys not know that story? Anyway, that's for a different podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's for High Spirits After Dark. It is, it is, it is. Uh, in 1933, the building is purchased after prohibition by a man by the name of E.A. Brady, known by uh, friends and enemies as Buck. <laughs> he, if you're known by a name by friends and enemies, isn't it just kind of your name? Yeah. I'm just, known by my friends and, friend, friends and enemies as Jay. <laughs> That's how it was described, and I liked it. I like and it. And I kept it. it. Do your friends and enemies call you Noel? <laughs> True. Because um, it's my, because it's name. my freaking name. So, uh, uh Brady turned, getting comfy, kicking off your, Converse. kicking off my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Done with your chucks. Took me a little bit to get those off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have called it out except for that was a, it was a struggle, was a struggle. For I was real. trying to be like really like stealthy about it. And yeah, I. Ended up I- <laughs> Not being the case, time I think in your brain that you think that you're being stealthy, <laughs> it's like <laughs> here come the biggest movements we've ever seen. <laughs> I look down. I'm like, have trouble, have trouble with your shoes. There's slip-on ones too, and I don't know why that was so hard. Yeah. Anyway, keep on. Murder. Uh, Buck. Buck turned the building into a tavern and casino called Primrose. After years of success, syndicate mobsters from Cincinnati moved in looking for a piece of the action. Ooh, the Cincy mob. Yeah. getting the, get the nightclub in uh, Kentucky. Not as dangerous as the Cleveland mob. The Cleveland mob. Serious business. Yeah, don't fuck with the cleave. Dang. No, stay away from the cleave. Uh, Brady, of course, refused to sell or give them, you know, a cut. Not good. So, of course, because they're mobsters... They start to vandalize the building, sure. and they're harassing the patrons. Did they put them on the Satan wall? Um, not yet. Oh, uh, but they would. They were actually like har- harassing patrons, and would sometimes beat them up in parking in the parking lot. The mob. The mob. You don't say. Yeah. Uh, Buck was eventually involved with a shooting in August of 1946 where um, he was arrested and charged for the attempt- attempted murder of Albert Red Masterson, who was kind of like a small town, small-time crook. Um, he was released and then he sold the club to the mob. He kind of like just gave in. And then uh, it, they said, um, it is said that when he left, he swore the building would never again survive as a casino. In 1965, Buck Brady committed suicide. Buck was the mob heavy. No, Buck was the guy who owned it and like ended up selling oh, out to the mob Lord, because yeah, of all it. the pressure. The press. Um, a lot of presh. It's a lot of pressure. Um, the club reopened as the Latin Quarter. Okay. The owners were arrested several times in the fifties <laughs> on gambling charges. Okay. In nineteen fifty-five. Campbell County deputies broke into the building with sledgehammers and confiscated the slot machines and gambling tables. So a lot of people believe that uh, Buck's um, word about it never surviving as a casino uh, rang true, that he had, like, cursed the place. Sure. Um, Seems likely. There was a, a woman, a young woman by the name of Joanna. She was the daughter of one of the owners, the new owners of Latin Quarter. She... You might know this story from a a fun little song called Copacabana. What? Her name was Lola. She was a showgirl. She fell in love with one of the promoters. (laughs) If Megan was here, she would do the whole thing, because Megan's got a whole routine. Hi, Megan. Um, (laughs) Friend of the show, Megan Nensley. Um, But that show isn't really based on this Kentucky It's not, but it's also very similar. Oh, okay. For a second there, though, I was like, wait a Mm -hmm. second... What was, the, what was his name? What was the bartender's name? Bobby? No. Rico? Rico. Okay. <laughs> so, kind of the flip side of this. Uh, I was singing because it's Latin Quarter, and it's Copacabana. The hottest ah. spot north of Havana. I was singing Latin Quarter, um, but this is, of course, <laughs> showing... That I'm way too bourgeois for my own good. I was thinking Latin Quarter in um, Paris. <laughs> <laughs> the orangissimo. No? No one? <laughs> We're going to move on from there. Um, <laughs> well, Joanna fell in love with one of the performers, and guess what happened? She needed an abortion. She got pregnant. Oh, my God. And her the verisimilitude. Although, good story Causing Because that's a good. Thank you. Thank you. Causing her father to be furious. And he had the singer killed. What? Yes. Distraught, Joanna attempted to poison her father. Oh my god. Which she failed at. Oh. She then killed herself. Ugh. Her body was later found in the basement. The autopsy confirmed that she was five months pregnant. Dude, okay. Was she by the Satan wall? She was in the, yeah, so in the basement, so near. Um, I'm obsessed with the Satan well. Satan well. I feel like every Every home should have one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Your brand new new Satan well. (laughs) What are we doing with that one? It disposes of remains blood. So she was five months pregnant, just like our girl Pearl. Just like Pearl. Uh, In the 1970s, the uh, space then becomes a hard rock cafe. What? Yeah, they were around back then. No, okay. So I'm I'm picturing something. I picked. So they must have torn down and rebuilt. Yeah. So they tore down after the trial. They tore down the slaughterhouse and okay. then they erected the roadhouse. But they, but like, there's no way a hard rock cafe can live in a roadhouse. So they must have kept tearing down the building. Nope. Same building. Really? You'll see the pictures. Yeah. Huh. Um. Okay. So don't tell me what to do with my body. I may not see the pictures. Okay. Fine. You do what you want with your eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. Unless I shove it in your face. Look at the picture. (laughs) Look at this picture. What do you see in the picture? I see a Satan well. (laughs) (laughs) That's so stupid. Uh, It's the finest addition to any home basement. A Satan well. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> yeah. I know we're trying to move forward to the Hard Rock Cafe. It's okay. We don't have much, actually. What was that dude, what was the dentist doing with her hair? I, Satan stuff, clearly. Or he was maybe using it as a wig. Okay, I know we're supposed to talk because it's a podcast. Like literally, my mouth dropped open. I don't. Maybe he had like some Ed Gein properties where he like. Oh God! Like he made himself like a little pearl wig or something. Yeah, I don't know. Why would she sleep with him? She or it was so a cool trophy. Do you think he murdered many times? Well, I, I'm thinking he probably was very charismatic and charming and probably had, like, a Ted Bundy-type aspect about him. Where Do you think he was banging he was a, a soci- bunch of, like, rich girls? Probably. I think he was a sociopath. If he was rich, he was, like, American psycho, right? Yeah. I think he probably thought that he could actually, like... Get away with it? Well, I don't think he intended on killing her. Oh. No. I think he really thought that he could give her an abortion... And they would walk away and everything would be fine. And he screwed up and he panicked. But I think he also is like some probably was some type of sociopath. Because yeah because so he well, took a trophy. Do that. Yeah, like the fact that he would take the head and that's where like, you know, a lot of times when we talk about this kind of stuff and we're like, Oh yeah, occultism and like we roll our eyes. But the fact that he was so weird about revealing where the head is, and again, I don't know if this is all, you know, how much truth there is into this story as well, but that there's something very bizarre about that to me. Yeah. Well, so. hard rock cafe. All right. (laughs) Sorry to derail us back to it. I'm just like. wow, it's a really, it's a messed up story, dude. Yeah. Well, I've dedicated my life to, to demystifying the satanic panic. You're welcome, America. It's just weird. I know. And I'm bringing us all back to it. Satan. Um, In the 1970s, it became the Hard Rock Cafe, but was shut down in 1978 because of fatal shootings on the premises. Jesus Christ, dude. And then it became Bobby Mackey's Music World. (laughs) I love that name so much. Bobby and Janet Mackey purchased the building in the spring of 1978. Mackey was a well-known singer in northern Kentucky. (laughs) (laughs) I know him well. So we all, <laughs> I, I, this is with all due respect, we all know these people because every small town has their, like, local singing groups. Salabre. Sure. Uh, I, like, in my hometown, uh, there are a couple of different groups that I happen to be related to. And, oh. Um, they basically do, like, the county fairs. And, oh. Um, there's nothing beyond that. Mm -hmm. But like everybody gets really excited about them and it's really great and they uh, do well and they get to sing and perform and it's awesome. But it's always really funny to me when people are like, do you know blank? And I was like, yes, it's my dad's cousin's kids. (laughs) 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 But they have like that, like little small celebrity in our hometown and that's awesome. So, so Bobby Mackey is basically that guy. Um, he, uh, recorded several albums and, um, had planned to move to Nashville, but decided to, uh, give that up so he could, um, open a country bar instead (gasps) called Bobby Mackey's Music World. Um, (laughs) the bar found instant success. Oh, instant. Yes. However, (laughs) That changed. Hmm. Because of some ghost stuff. Want to hear about the ghosts? Dude, yeah. Okay, cool. So, Carl Lawson, who was the first employee hired by Mackie, <gasps> was a ghost. No, he was a real live man. Until he was a ghost? Perhaps. Okay. He was the caretaker and handyman. He lived in a, an apartment upstairs. Um, he reported that he was seeing and hearing things, and people thought he was crazy. I think he was probably crazy, old Carl. Yeah, <laughs> old Carl. It's always I'm a, like the. It's always I'm not like saying the, he didn't see things. I'm just saying it's always like that one unreliable source. Attack. Well, it's always like a custodian yeah. too that they like pick on and, um, they you know, and, and turns out that he just has the gift of sight. He's got he's got the shining. He's got the shining. Like what's his face? Uh, so, um. He said that he would double check things, like he'd go down into the, the bar um, and he would double check that the locks were locked and everything was secure and he would um, kind of do the rounds and then he would come back downstairs and the lights would be on, the doors would be unlocked, and the jukebox would be playing the anniversary waltz. What's that? It's a song. <laughs> Great answer. Your smile, like, really, you stuck the landing on that. <laughs> You don't know. I don't know. I think I do know, but I don't know. Uh, He said that he saw a dark, angry man behind the bar. Oh, Lord. But nobody else saw him. And then he had an experience with a spirit who called herself (gasps) Johanna. Yes. She um, and Lawson carried on many uh, conversations. I wrote explanations here for some reason. Spell check. Conversations. Um, he claimed that she also left the scent of roses. Uh, odd noises. Um, that's nice. Yeah. That's going to come back. Odd noises that were strongest in the basement led Law- Lawson <gasps> to believe that they came from a sealed up well. Satan Well. Satan Well. Uh, some locals referred to the well as Hell's Gate. Hell's Gate. I like Satan Well so much better. Uh, so. <laughs> Lawson thought he would take care of it, and he sprinkled holy... Not a religious man, by the way. They make a point of saying that. Yeah. Uh, but he was like, we got to do something about this. So he sprinkled holy water on the well, thinking that it might provide peace to the spirits. Instead, it seemed to provoke them, causing the activity to escalate. Yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> As they were, like, burning. <laughs> um, other employees then began, uh, and patrons began having experiences... Um, objects moved on their own, lights turning on and off, disembodied voices and laughter, you know, the usual. Yeah. Um, then Janet Mackey, Bobby Mackey's wife, Mm -hmm. claimed to have seen ghosts and felt overwhelming presences. Uh, in the, um, she smelled Johanna's rose scent in the basement. Do you remember Dolly Madison? Yeah. She did the rose scent. Did she? Well, because she had the rose garden. Mm. That's right. That's right. Sort of a long ago episode about yeah, the White House. the White House. Very early on. That's a good episode. Check it out. <laughs> I actually um, think it might be like number nine or some shit like that. It's definitely in the first ten, I think. Yeah. Um, in the basement, she became overcome by uh. the scent of roses and felt something <laughs> swirl around her. She was grabbed by the waist and thrown back down. <gasps> by the well? Or something from the well. Oh, lord. she ran away and when she got to the top of the stairs there was pressure pushing her back down the steps she heard a voice at the top of the stairs screaming get out stop it get out oh lord guess what what she said Sh- she was five months pregnant what no yeah. wow isn't that nuts yeah, this this should be called Kentucky in the case of the Quinky Dink. <laughs> I know, it's it's a little <laughs> creepy. So the thing was is that like Bobby Mackey wanted nothing to do with any so of this. So they thought may uh, Okay. All right. He wanted like nothing to do with any of this. He was like No, 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 he's like, yo, I just wanna I wanna have a music emporium. <laughs> <laughs> this is my music world. He, he was like, I don't believe in ghosts, I want nothing to do with this, but then when the stuff happened with his wife, he was like, okay, maybe there is some stuff happening here. Um, Roger Heath, who often worked odd jobs at the bar, uh, said he witnessed small handprints on the back of Carl Lawson's shirt like a woman had been hugging him. Ew. Uh, stories caught the attention of um, a writer by the name of Doug Hensley, so uh, he decided Is he, to... the lead singer of the Eagles? That would be Don Henley. Oh, I'm confusing. Don Henley. Whoops. So Don Henley uh, was the writer who wrote about this? Doug Hensley <laughs> was the writer. Don Hensley, Eagles. Don Henley. Yes. Um, <laughs> he, he, uh, so he decided to investigate. Yes. After Janet Mackey talked to him, more people came forward, leaving him with... Thirty sworn affidav- affidavits. Wow. Oh. Um, a lot of people claim to have seen a headless ghost in turn of the century clothing. That makes sense. It's Pearl. It's Pearl. And then Buck Brady was also seen there. Oh yeah. Poor Buck. They performed an exorcism in the building in mm. 1994. Why no success? Why? Why? Because because because. Uh. <laughs> Uh, also in 1994, a customer sued Bobby Mack for being attacked by the restroom, being attacked in the restroom by oh, a ghost. Man. I would have a loved co- that The restroom attacked him. <laughs> that would have been fucking just like closing in, amazing. On like the stall wraps around him, and the toilet just keeps flushing, <laughs> water pouring everywhere. Yeah. Uh, he was attacked by a ghost in a cowboy hat. The case was later dismissed. Yeah, you have to dismiss that. Hey. Judges, don't set precedent for ghost attacks, please. <laughs> we, can't we can't live can't. in that world. We, can't. we just really can't. No. Jay, good news. Uh, after, I am concerned. After a little bit of a, a, a dip in, in business, Bobby Mackey's Music World is back at it. Hey, still going strong. Um, Bobby Mackey, Bobby, in this year of our Lord, uh, twenty eighteen, still going strong. Still, still open. Uh, Bobby Mackey is playing music again and performs every Friday and Saturday night at 10 p.m., Friday after karaoke at 8.30. <gasps> They've got K-Rock. Mm-hmm. We should go blow their faces off. You could, we should go. By the go way, when it. I say that, I don't mean like with a gun or anything, I just mean like Noelle and I will with, sing your faces off. With our voices. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need no weapons. Our, <laughs> no. our voice is our tool. My Vosje is my instrument of man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can, you can see the schedule and make sure that Bobby Mackey is performing at these times. Um, hey, I think this antihero is kicking in. It's doing very well for you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, sorry guys. You can, you can check all this. It's a drinking th- show, whatever. All right. You can check out all this stuff at BobbyMackey.com. That is Bobby Mackey. M A C K E Y. Oh, okay. Um, you probably are wondering if they offer tours at this location and I wasn't. Well, I'm here to tell you that they are. Of course they are. <laughs> there are private and public tours. I want the private Satan Well tour. Well, we'll get there. First, public tours are Sunday through Thursday. There are two hour tours starting for at seven, eight, or nine PM Eastern. Two hours is way too long. There are afternoon tours Monday through Wednesday, late August through May, and afternoon on Sunday all year round. It's a guided tour that takes you to all three floors and provides history of the location and reported paranormal activity. Brief paranormal investigations happen in each area, and guests are permitted to bring small handheld devices, recorders, EMF meters, cameras, etc., ages 15 and older, $35 per person for more people, $25 per person, and there's a $50 minimum on all tours, cash only. Cash only. Cash oh only. Hey, I'm going to take a moment here. Just just a real quick moment. Yeah. Um, as a G-man, which I am not, mm-hmm. uh, but that is a uh, special agent for the Treasury. Yes. Um, hey, pals at the IRS. Check this out. Yeah, I mean, a cash money, 25 bones a person uh, every day of the year. Uh, let's just say that i i i you know what i'm not i'm not saying anything but i am saying something irs visit kentucky just i mean all you have to do is get a square reader anybody can buy one well they don't want to pay taxes i know what's happening here i'm aware yeah this is is some straight up bullshit you don't have listeners in kentucky right I don't, I, well, we don't anymore. <laughs> Not after I said that. I'm sorry. But oh, man, I mean, they are sitting on piles of cash that they are under-reporting. Well, granted that people are taking these tours, sure. Do you don't think people are taking the tours? I don't know. The tours are actually operated by a different group. Uh, they outsource this. I'm going to get to that in a second. Okay. There's also a five-hour investigation that you can sign up for that starts at 7, 8, or 9 p.m. Eastern. These are private. Uh, You're given a brief tour of the building by a guide and then are free to investigate on your own. But don't worry. The guide is available at all times to answer questions. Equipment such as video cameras and DVR systems are permitted, but setup time is part of the five hour investigation. <laughs> Ages eighteen and older, five hundred and ninety-five dollars for twelve up to twelve people. You have to put down a hundred dollar non-refundable PayPal deposit. PayPal? Balance must These be people are fucking balance must be paid in cash upon arrival. Oh okay. Now, the group Sorry, guys. I, I like listen. I'm not. I'm not that much of a law enforcement person, but that's yeah. We're dealing with some shizzle. A few trips to the ATM machine, you know. No, I like that you just said ATM machine. I know. I did that. I'm that guy. <laughs> you are that guy. <laughs> you want to give me your PIN number? <laughs> Jerk. So, if you're interested in a public or private tour, they can both be requested on gatekeeperparanormal.com slash book a tour, uh, <laughs> or bobbymackie.com. Uh, now, if you're interested, I actually wrote that. If you're interested. Can I say right here yeah. I'm not? Well, you will be. Okay. Three out of four. So, Paran- Gatekeeper Paranormal is a, a group of paranormal investigators in, uh, I think, I believe northern Kentucky, uh. If you're interested, three out of the four of the team members of the gatekeepers are skeptics. Uh, On their website, it says, and I quote, we are very open-minded even though we enter every investigation with skepticism. That is not the definition of skepticism. We have to look for logical explanations first and then consider the paranormal for things that cannot be explained, (laughs) which I think is how we operate as well. <laughs> I, yeah i do too. But like i love when people use the word skepticism and they're like as a skeptic i'm extremely open-minded <laughs> right that's okay incorrect uh so uh that is uh, bobby Mackey mus- bobby mackie's music world that was an incredible story. I mean, the all those women being five months pregnant is so Isn't that nuts? Strange. Again, like it that could totally be like fabricated for a storytelling. Well but it's it's I mean if it if it is, it's good storytelling. I mean yeah. period. Right. But it's 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 very coincidental and interesting and it's a, a very sad tale about Pearl and a interesting history of the location. And apparently, there's um, a Satan well. So, yeah. What you doing? uh, I'm just looking up the definition, the dictionary definition of skepticism, just because I was interested. Since we've heard, uh, listen up, gatekeepers, an alternative. (laughs) Um, So, Merriam-Webster defines it as an attitude of doubt or a disposition to incredulity, either in general or towards a particular object. Incredulity. Incredulity? Okay. It just means you don't believe it. Got it. Uh, incredulous. You're right. I thought it's... Oh, I thought I was pronouncing... Okay, never mind. Um, read, read read, what the skeptics say their definition is, just because I think it's it funny. Uh, they said... We are very open-minded. <laughs> and seen. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're, we're not like, jerks. We're just trying to like keep you honest. No, no, I'm not a jerk. Like I know. listen, like I'm I'm super like listen, I'm super open to Satan's Well and all that shit. Like I'm fucking down. I would. We're here to party with Satan's Well. Yeah, dude. <laughs> in Satan's Well. Party with Satan. party in Satan's Well. Party in Satan's Well. It should be our karaoke like <laughs> travel team. Yeah, that's that's it. Um <laughs> And you know, good for you, tour people who are uh able to um uh, go ahead and make that that money under, uh, you know, without declaring it to the government. I like that. I like that about you. <laughs> I like that you're just so libertine that you're just like, no. Cash only. <laughs> I wonder, though, how many times they have been audited. Because I feel like if you just did, like, if I were a man which I am not, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, again, is an agent of the uh, Treasury, I would just do, like, a whole bunch of Google searches for, pl- for places that are cash only. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean... Like, cooking the books is... Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is for um, a discussion on our other show, High Spirits, Taxes and Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just realized, you know what? I heard myself, and I know how uninteresting that was. <laughs> well, that's a special audience. It's, you know what? It's a very special audience. And I'm sorry, I really have... My brain works in a really weird way. I'm no, like, no, no, tell me no. about murder. We'll oh. save it. We're going to save it for the uh, mathematicians and the accountants later for taxes and stuff. Yeah. Please check us out at our website, highspiritstaxesandstuff.com. <laughs> we'll update uh, every April 15th, 16th, 17th, and 19th. <laughs> <laughs> at 7, 8, and 9 p.m. Eastern. That's that's right. <laughs> and you can pay to go to the website through PayPal. And then give us the remaining money and cash. Okay. Well uh, Noel, anything you wanna add about this uh No. No. No, we're finished? No. I I, I would like to go there, but I also don't. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean I'll go there with you, but it's in northern Kentucky. Yeah. I've spent time there, I'm good. You have. For work. You have. Yep. What I for work stuff. Okay. I, what is in Northern Kentucky? Louisville? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I ain't a world traveler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually the one who doesn't know maps and things. <laughs> okay, well, listen, my my knowledge of Northern Kentucky is not as good as my knowledge of like Europe. <laughs> 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 the Fifth Arrondissement of Paris. Huh? What? Who? Who? Okay. Um, Well, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to High Spirits, which is a drinking show wherein Mm -hmm. we uh, talk about ghosts and uh, taxes. Um, (laughs) Noel, what are you drinking? Ghosts and taxes. Uh, I'm drinking Zestos, Garnasha. You'll have to work for it. Zestos. Zestos. And I am drinking Revolution Antihero. Revolution, I want to... Uh, go ahead and thank you for making this a pretty tips episode for me. <laughs> tips? Everybody in the bar got tips? Tipsed. Except for <laughs> we're not in a bar. We're in the ghost studio. And Nobody's it's getting tipped here. Just you and me. Tipsed. Uh, anyway, we'll see Tizzled. you next time on, uh, uh, I think we're changing <laughs> my spirits to Satan's well. So we'll see you next time on Satan's well. <laughs> my dad will be so proud. Yeah, Noel. Yeah, <laughs> I hope he's not listening. Noel has one last terrible thing to say to you. Sweet dreams.